I was browsing the internet and I came across this article that I wanted to share with you all entitled, Are You Trapped in a Loveless Relationship? 10 Signs There's Nothing Between You. I said, oh boy, a loveless relationship. Now, I think everybody has experienced a loveless relationship at some point. I don't think that all relationships you go into are automatically loveless, although some are that way. There are people that do genuinely fall in love with each other, but then they fall out of love with each other. And once you fall out of love with someone, whether it's one person or both parties, you are technically now in a loveless relationship. So how do you know when there's like nothing left between you all? Because fighting is one thing. Every couple goes through their ups and downs. Just because you have an argument, it doesn't mean that it's over. Although it might feel like it's over. Even your first argument might you know, make you feel like things have changed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is loveless. You know? But when do you know? Like When is a telltale sign? Are there telltale signs that a relationship is becoming loveless? Yes. So when I started to read this, Honestly, I got to like the first uh, three and I felt like she was hitting everything dead on. And I said, I got to share this. Okay. So she says here, the notion that love lasts forever is one that we all want to believe in. Unfortunately, it's not realistic. In some relationships, the love just disappears and you can end up trapped in a loveless relationship without even realizing it. Here are a few signs to help you be aware so you don't have to waste your time in a relationship that's run its course. Yo, before I begin, I just got to get this off my chest. First things first about a loveless relationship. Nobody deserves to be in one, yo. It's very, um, it's sad. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, when, when, before you even think of a loveless relationship, I think of a loveless marriage. And when you think of a loveless marriage, you usually think about a woman who is the one that's like being mistreated or like um, a lot of a lot of the older generation women's from back home. You know, like, you know, uh, the, your, your grandfather probably had like all these side children from other bitches. You know how it is. It's like all this other stuff. Like they were the ones that kind of like suffered and they didn't get loved the way they were supposed to. And maybe anniversaries was celebrated as much. And everybody in society kind of thinks of the person in the loveless thing as kind of like you deserve better. You know what I'm saying? So don't nobody want to be there. So it's important that you should know, you know what I'm saying, if the love has been, um, I guess you could say, you know, what what what, what boys and men say? When the water has run dry, y'all. Yeah. Let's not wait till the water runs dry. <laughs> sign number one. And the biggest sign to me. Does sex now feel like a chore? She says, can you remember the last time you and your partner were intimate? Like really passionate. Couples who aren't really feeling each other anymore will notice a decline in sex drive. You either don't have a sex drive at all, or when you do, it feels like you're doing it out of obligation. Even loving couples who are busy and can't find the time to do it often still make it a passionate intimate act whenever they do get a chance so yeah i like to say like definitely like if the sex child listen first of all oh i keep saying it's number one it's important first of all no matter what you all might think about me being that i'm in my abstinence state or whatever i am a super freak yo like i am the star no 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 i mean i mean the star of the freak show 
or I'm a participant in the freak show, depending. But for the most part, if I get matched with a partner who's equally as freaky as me, I mean, like, the sky is the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I can only imagine all the endless creative possibilities and stuff. And listen, after me being, you know, doing this, like, really hardcore feminist abstinence stance thing that I've been doing, you know, on and off in my life, trust me when I tell you, my next relationship and when I get married, it's on like Donkey Kong when it comes to shit that's going down in the motherfucking bedroom. And I'll be damned, you know what I'm saying? If by the time I get to have sex all the time, unlimitedly or whatever, <clears throat> for some crazy ass reason, it stops. No, I did not go through all this abstaining and waiting just so somebody get tired of my cookies. No, honey, you ain't gonna get tired of these motherfucking cookies. You know what I'm saying? No. But yeah. If you don't have sex at all anymore or when you do, it feels like a chore. Child, I've been there. This is what I was trying to say about when I, I cannot be in a relationship. Once I can't even have sex with you anymore, that's a problem. It's a problem because, one, you feel, I feel violated. Anybody that I'm feeling obligated to have sex with, I mean, yeah, because it's your man, it's your husband, or, you know, men will be like, okay, well, because you're the woman or whatever. But after a while, man, like, I see these memes, these chicks we talking about, you know, every day you need to be waking up with a dick in your mouth, girl. If you ain't waking up sucking them off, I'd be like, damn it, bitch, it ain't every Listen, I don't care what nobody say. You can love sucking all the dick you want in the world. Excuse my language, ladies. But at some point, one morning you're going to wake up, you might have cramps. You ain't, you ain't going to suck no nigga dick down. You ain't, what if you got, what if your tooth hurt that day? Bitch, no, nobody's doing that. What if you got a sore throat because you have a cold or the flu? No, nigga, get your dick out of my face. You know what I'm saying? There's certain times, if you feel obligated and you're sick or something, that's different. But don't nobody want to be sucking on no dick because they, they feel obligated to do it. If you want to, if you want to be sucking on a dick, you want to suck on a dick with some passion. You want to say you make love to the dick. <laughs> nobody want to be holding the dick. They don't want to be sucking on. You're supposed to suck the dick with love. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So if he's not eating it right no more, he's not you know, hitting it right no more. And you're not sucking it with passion anymore. And you damn sure don't want it. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you know. It's like he'd be like, oh, he'd be like, yo, he's like, yo, babe, you know, you know, I'm in the mood. Let's do it. And you're like, oh, God, like we just had sex two weeks ago. You want us to have sex? Come on. That's a problem, yo. That's a big sign. Let me move on because I'm over here talking about all this dick sucking and I don't even know what, how do we even get there? <laughs> okay. Number two, <clears throat> you don't miss them when they're gone. Oh, my gosh. Did I not tell you when I read? I think I read up only up to three. I was like, yep, she ain't lying. She right. You don't miss them? Child. First thing, I got to miss you. You know, that's, that's big with my relationship. That's why, like, whoever I'm with, I'm always passionate, and I'm, and I'm definitely <clears throat> affectionate, right? But at the same time, I like space because I like to miss somebody. It's very, very, very important. I learned this about myself a long time ago. It's very important that I miss you or that I'm able to miss you. When I was younger, that all up under me all day, every day, especially like with my first love relationship, that was different. But now as I, as I get older, I realize that like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like there's nothing more truer than that. Love does not die from um, starvation. It dies from indigestion and gas and bloating. You know what I'm saying? It's basically being suffocated. So I like 
if a person like um got to go to work or I got to go to work too, or if they have friends, even if I want to be a homebody or I want to go out with friends too, or whatever the situation is, I have my hobbies, they have their hobbies. You know what I'm saying? Something that just makes you sometimes you just be like, I miss you. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I don't get to see you Monday through Friday. Maybe weekends are better for us because of our schedule. I can't wait till Friday. You know what I'm saying? I, I have to miss you. Like missing you is part of the loving, affectionate, me that comes with it and also i i need the space for my fucking self damn right yo i'm a set yo that's why my mother i need space like i don't need a lot of space but i don't want nothing all up under me like how can i need to be me you know what i'm saying i need to genuinely be me so when i was younger like i said even girls today young girls you know you want to be with them all the time that shit ain't doing nothing that's stifling stuff but when you find yourself when you find yourself don't miss them you're like oh thank god oh they finally went to work Oh, I'm happy they're doing a double shift. You know, or whatever the situation is. Like, oh, he went out with the guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's okay to want a break from your significant other. So I'm not saying like as soon as you feel like, oh, I'm so happy that he's gone. Like if you ever feel that moment, even one moment that that means the relationship is over. Nah, I mean, like you really just don't want them to be around. You know what I'm saying? If you live with them when they come home, probably, the, you know, the, the relationship then got so sour or so toxic to the point that, you know, you know just how much free time you're going to have before they walk through the door. You hear that car pull up or you hear the key in the door. You're like, oh, they're home. You don't miss them. You can't miss that person if by the time they come home, you're all like, oh, God, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Can't wait to wake up tomorrow so I go back to work. You know, like, that is not. (laughs) (coughs) Making excuses, excuse me. Enjoying all kind of random activities after work just to stay the hell out the house. You know, that's not a good sign. Sign number three. You never want to be touched by your partner or vice versa. Ah, I've been there. Like I said, hell, I don't want to say there's a repulsion there because maybe that's too strong of a word. But at some point, there's something that becomes to become repellent. It could be anything. Maybe they've cheated too much. Uh, Maybe they're... Anything could turn you off, really. It could be that y'all just moved in together. You start to find out, you know, they're, they're, what their farts really smell like. Oh, come on. I know it's probably not going to be nothing like that. But my point is, it could be anything. And you just you just decide of them. You know, I know my relationship was going by bad by the time, like I just said. If I just see you and you just, I, you could just be spending that. We could just be spending a couple hours that day. It's like, oh, here we go. Once you got to do that, oh, one day you shit, it's over. <laughs> Because 9 out of 10, that means you already know what time it is. And that time usually is like it ain't but so much time before they start acting up or, or, or start with their jealousies or whatever, whatever the fuck it is that they're doing at that point. You know what I'm saying? Their ways. She says that you don't want him to touch you. Physical touch is an important part of, your, of creating and fostering a bond in your relationship. Holding hands, hugging, or just placing a hand on your partner can give you a rush of endorphins. But if the idea of touching them doesn't seem appealing to you, you probably don't have any desire towards them anymore. Of course, it can go both ways. If your partner never seems to want to exchange in physical touch, they're likely not feeling the love either. Nine out of ten, this is usually after they, you guys have already expressed a certain pattern of love and affection uh, that you usually would have normally given to each other. So now you got a normal pattern that you've built. And now everything is changing. That's usually when people start to feel like something's off, you know, is something wrong. But I never forget I was in a relationship with one guy and I started to, I decided to just lose feelings for him. But he was a jerk. And also, I remember one day he touched me, right? And he said, he used to, he used to, he used to always say that when he touched me. Like, I know that feeling. Like, if you touch somebody, it happens when I touch my crutch. 
you get like feelings and tingly feelings and stuff. Like kind of just feel kind of like this little light thingy, this kind of tingling sensation. Well, he would feel that every time he touched me. And then he would say uh, towards the, 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 like the end or whatever when I wasn't feeling anything anymore. He said, like, you don't feel that? You don't feel that? Hell no, nigga. I don't feel shit. Get the hell off me. Don't touch me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't even want them to cuddle with you. It's amazing how the person, it's amazing how the person as you, like, usually probably would have, would have, might have wanted to be all up under snuggling with, you know what I'm saying, like, touching with the person that you couldn't wait to kiss for the first time, the person you couldn't wait to sleep with for the first time, whatever. It's amazing how things go from sugar to shit at some point, but it does, you know. <clears throat> things don't, things don't stay the same. Four. You'd rather hang out with your friends than your partner. Hell, you'd rather hang out with anybody than your partner. You hang out with, the, with the, your, your, elder, your elderly neighbor <laughs> for crying out loud before you hang out with your partner. You, if you live with them, you might pick up some extra shit. I told you, all kind of extracurricular hobbies. <laughs> you might just get in the car and just go park somewhere. That's when it's really bad. You know, it's one thing. They said trapped in a loveless relationship, but some people are super trapped. Like, they live with the person, you know. Finances are mixed in. It's not that easy. It says friend time is very important, especially when you're in a cohabitation relationship or cohabitating relationship. It's great to get out and see your friends, but if you find yourself planning more and more outings with them just to get away from your partner or you're more excited about seeing your friends than going on dates, you're probably over the relationship. Five, you find them extremely boring. Now, this is the other thing. Not only do I not want to be in a relationship where I can't finally get my freak on, yo, because I can't wait to pop off. Let me stop. But seriously. <laughs> not only can I wait to do that, but I got to, like, want to be able. I got to be. I don't want. I want to be the type of person to be, like, funny how time flies on. We're having fun kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's usually the best relationships that I that usually end up working for me and the other person. We actually enjoy each other's company you know it sucks that time goes by so fast and really it didn't it's just the 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 fun that you're having I've also been with people who I guess it started out that way but then like towards the end it's like even an hour is like watching paint dry for crying out loud you know what I'm saying I just can't do it you know but again that's usually because something has changed you know people change and things change you outgrow people and people could outgrow you but that's what I'm afraid of, like, the most. Like, I don't want, it's nothing that you can really, I don't know that there's anything that you per se can do. We could all be the best of us. We can all be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. But I don't know that there's anything that you can necessarily do to try to prevent anybody that you're dating, married to, or whatever, to eventually not, you know, get tired of you. I think the idea is to find someone in time that we all have ways, male or female, all of us, we all do. You're supposed to at least, you're supposed to pick your poison. So all men are crazy. And I mean, not crazy, but they're stupid, dumb. They're all like grown, overgrown children. <laughs> you know what we say about them? Most of them we say is dogs or whatever. Look, man, none of them are perfect. Just like none of us are perfect. The, the, the idea is to find someone who matches you, who has certain qualities and traits that are excellent. But like even in the con areas, like with certain um, like, you know, shitty character traits that they have, it's still able to fit you and in, in who you are and not necessarily drain the life force out of you. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by, like, pick your poison. And we don't have, like, the choice to do that. But one thing I really do not want to do 
know what I'm saying, is be in a relationship with somebody where they're, I find them boring. I, you know, spending time with them is tedious. You know, you know, now I'm with somebody and, you know, having sex with them is too much. Like, it's getting to the point where I just want to hang out with my friends. But I want, no. Six, there are changes in the way that you fight. All couples argue in one way or another. It's typical and a sign of a healthy relationship. There are two telltale signs your relationship is loveless in terms of fighting. One, you either never argue with each other or you have the same fight over and over again. Now, that is true. By not arguing with each other, it's a sign that you simply don't care enough. That's the truth. That's what I was going to say. To bother with the fight. Not good. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a passionate person. I'm a fire sign. I like drama. Not too much, though. Healthy drama. I like, listen, I like shit like makeup sex. So you can't have makeup sex without some kind of drama. And damn it, regular sex and I get hot and bother sex is great too. Us stumbling in the door, drunk together, sex is awesome as well. But damn it, there ain't nothing like to me a motherfucking makeup sex. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so we're going to need some kind of a fight that afterwards is going to get us all hot and bothered. And I know how to stage such things and still keep the relationship intact and interesting. But when I don't want to fucking fight your ass no more, yo, and I don't care. It's like when R. Kelly said, oh, shout out to Uncle Kells. When a woman's fed up. Bitch, when a woman is fed up, especially, I don't care. Bitch already made up her mind. That's why by the time a woman leaves a man, she already made up her mind kind of like months ago. You know what I'm saying? Men, when they leave, it's kind of more sometimes. If you see a man leave and he really planned it and had and has bad bags, packs, and a place to go, and she... And, <laughs> He probably was already seeing somebody from the... That's the only way a man leaves, like, playing like that. Otherwise, the more, theirs is a little bit more emotional. <sighs> but my point is, um, when a woman's fed up, that's it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's really like, it's just like, um... <clears throat> there's nothing that you could really do about it, like, as a man. And and there's nothing... As far as even fighting or arguing to see the point, it's not going to happen. And then if you keep arguing about the same thing over and over again you, that's a bad sign because <clears throat> you all not only can't you um make each other see the other's point of view but you all can't even simply agree to disagree terrible terrible do you know what I'm saying <laughs> so, but she closes that out by saying um, maybe you don't even feel like telling them stories about your life because you just can't stand engaging in conversations with them. This isn't a normal relationship behavior. Even couples who have been together to forever could find chatting about their menu for the week fascinating. Six, there are chances, there are changes in the way you fight. Oh, no, I read that already, didn't I? Damn it. Yeah, that's what I wanted to read down here. Excuse me. Sorry. Oops. If you fight over and over again about the same thing, it's a sign that your communication is not healthy. You can't compromise or come to an agreement, so this argument keeps going in circles. That's exactly what I just said. That it either means that it's bad enough that you all can't make the other person see your point of view, but now you all can't even simply agree to disagree. That's a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, can, I can agree to disagree with anybody, but I'm not going to keep you know, beating a dead horse up. With, with, you, know, you don't argue with a fool. Eight seven I should say everything about your partner annoys you no this shit is real right here when your relationship is absolutely love loveless before I even read what the hell she said because I didn't finish this article everything and when I say everything I mean every single solitary thing they do will get on your nerves child 
if they breathe, that shit get on your nerves. You be like, why the fuck is they breathing? That don't even make sense. You mad because they breathing. But it's true. You're like, oh, my God. All of a sudden, you'll find a problem with the way they, they chew. All of a sudden, you'll start noticing all these little shits about them. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you hate the way they walk. <laughs> why do they comb their hair like that? Everything about them, everything, every, the sound of their fucking voice. You know it's bad when the sound of a person's voice just is like, you, you hear the voice, yo, once you hear, once the sound of a person's voice is like, oh my God, her fucking voice, or his fucking, it's over. It's over. Because at that point, what can they do? You can't, like, you can't, I can't change my voice. <laughs> like, 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 I can't change my voice. That's not fair. You know what I'm saying? But hey, <clears throat> that's how it goes. Every fucking thing you do, you laugh, the way you brush your teeth. <laughs> you, people be doing innocent shit like brushing their hair and getting nasty looks from their partner. You be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm stuck in a loveless relationship with your ass, bitch. And I hate the way you comb your hair. <laughs> Look at the way he puts on his stupid socks. Stupid, ugly ass socks. <laughs> it's sad when it becomes that way because the person dead ass, even if they're annoying and you should break up with them, they probably just be innocently minding their business and every little thing they do. A motherfucker could flip a page in a newspaper and you're just like, God, he's so annoying. <laughs> You would be annoyed if that if he if if that person your significant other slip and bust their ass yo dead ass right and like broke something, you would be annoyed at the fact that they just inconvenienced you and had to take you and had you have to call a fucking ambulance and go with them to the ER. That's how bad it is. I didn't even read what the hell she had to say, but I could just think of like a thousand fucking things that you just start. Oh, let me finish though. You find them to be extremely boring. Ah, uh, no, I read that already. <laughs> No, seven. <laughs> Everything about your partner annoys you. Everyone has their own quirks that make them special. Maybe your partner has a silly way they laugh and they're watching when they're watching a funny movie. And at the beginning of the relationship, you might have found these quirks adorable. When your relationship has become loveless, the cute, weird things they used to do suddenly irk you to your core. You can't stand them. When you're in love, you love everything about your partner. When you fall out of love, you become easily annoyed with them. And that is very true. You know, you could be the one feeling this way about somebody. Or maybe I'm reading some of these things and it reminds you of, like, either a relationship you're in now. Or maybe you're in a great relationship. And, you know, just, you, it makes you think of an old relationship. But I think we all could kind of, like, somebody was either on both ends or one of these ends. Eight, neither of you is making an effort. When you're in a relationship, you make the time for one another. You plan dates. You bring them little surprises and you put in the effort to foster your relationship. When things turn loveless, the effort goes away. You don't care to put in the effort. You may not even want to. When both of you and your partner <clears throat> showing no signs of fostering the relationship, it's time to call it quits. There is no point in continuing a loveless relationship that neither of you is invested in anymore. Nine. 
you find yourself feeling jealous of other couples. You've never been to, you've never been one to compare your relationship to other people's, but you do it all the time now. You hate hearing about your friends' happy relationships because yours just isn't. Seeing happy couples is equally frustrating because you want what they have. That's probably because you, what you have isn't so great anymore. <clears throat> you will do that at the end, I guess. I don't know that I always did that in the midst of me disliking someone. I probably already knew like, what I couldn't stand about them and as qualities, but I don't know. But because the thing about relationships, I know that you know everybody. Listen, this is the this is the thing about ups and downs of relationships. Everybody has them, but some people have them more than others. And while everybody does have them, there's still like levels to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I know everybody. There's certain certain ups and downs. Certain people have relationships that I don't want to deal with, honey. And there's like if, if I had to pick, I'd be like I'll pick the smaller list of ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? Type of shit. But everybody looks happy sometimes. So I've learned long, a lot of times that, you know, you can look at, you look, look at the outside and say, hey, on the outside they look happy. But you never know what's really going on. Everybody got their own problems. And you, you never know, like, just how unhappy people might be. And it's not that you're wishing it on them anyway. But, yeah, I do believe that at the end you would do that. Because you'll start to be like, well, <clears throat> if he's the type of person who's inconsiderate and you see a couple in your group of friends that you guys maybe like do double dates with and you see that that guy sometimes is considered in the smallest ways maybe you don't happen to be trying to notice but you observe it yeah it's gonna make you be like compare you know to this idiot guy you're losing feelings for and they're like okay that's you know that's the other thing you don't do or you stop doing you know that's starting to make me feel this way about you 10 and lastly um this is the obvious one you suddenly start to have a wandering eye <clears throat> now i don't know Honestly, whenever I've actually given myself breaks in between every single one of my relationships, it's always been the best thing for me to do. Not everyone. When I was younger, I was dumber. I was actually rebounding. And I learned that rebounding was not the best thing for me. That's when I realized that I didn't really love myself and I didn't really know myself. I didn't even know what I really wanted so much as I was trying to escape things and it just it didn't work. So to have the wandering eye doesn't always necessarily mean that you're probably going to go out and cheat right away or live with somebody else right away. But if you were the type of person, like in your relationship, the entire relationship, you were like, my heart only belongs to so-and-so. I only have eyes for so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm property of so-and-so. You know how it is? Like, you know, like in your mind, you always felt that way. And so you knew that nobody could ever get what you already reserved for them. But then now you find yourself saying, hmm... You know, I might would want to date other people. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not the wandering eye, but maybe saying I would. I'm thinking about maybe I should date other people again because why am I, you know, turning down all these wonderful guys who might potentially be a better match for me when I'm sitting here, you know, coddling this guy over here. So yeah, that definitely. But if you are doing that, then yeah. <clears throat> Anytime anybody got a wander, I mean, hell, damn it, I got eyes. I I I can see. I'm a woman. You know, before anything, I am a woman first. Damn it. Yes, I got to slit in between my legs to prove it. And so with that being said, it's like you have eyes, you know what I'm saying? You can see. But when you start being in a relationship with someone you're scouting all the time or you constantly entertain, that's a problem. That should always be a, a sign that something's wrong. Either you, you, you just either overly, you got sex addiction. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Or you just boy crazy. You could look. But I feel like I don't know. I try to, always, I've never, I don't know for some reason, whoever I'm with, I'm, I'm usually with them. That's why it always bothers me when they start acting like assholes and start cheating, doing dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I always hate that I, you know, I wouldn't say didn't cheat on them because I don't want to cheat. But I always hate that I, was, I gave them like pretty much the best of me and they were fucking assholes. 
But hey, <clears throat> they're lost. So that's it. That's it that she has right there. That's 10 signs that your relationship um, or you're trapped in a loveless relationship or that your relationship are starting to lose its savor. You know, um, what to do or uh, to bring it back if you wanted it. It all depends because truth be told, it all depends on what's going on in the relationship, you know. But it's, at this point, usually I'll be honest, when, when like 10 of these things is hitting or maybe you got like one in five or six, it's not a good sign. It's not healthy. Even if you all imagine and still keep it and hold it together as together as a relationship for the sake of whatever, the love of you all, history, maybe you all have vows, you all married, that's wonderful. But at the, at the end of the day, it's like um, it's not a healthy one. You know, so basically what you're doing is just harboring on to a bunch of unhealthy habits. Okay, so that's 10 signs that you are trapped in a loveless relationship. I'll see you all next time here on Chapel's Counters.